This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today I have a special guest with me, Frank Yosa from Ketonade. Yeah, thanks for having me. It is truly my pleasure. So, Frank, I, I'm enamored with your product, right? And I've, I've been observing from afar, right? I think it was Biohacker Todd, maybe, was the, the Instagram handle. There was someone that posted three different ketone-based products that they were comparing at some point. I went back through my phone like I told you I would. It's a better part of six months ago. Like I've been following you from a distance for almost six months. And well, seeing, I wonder how many people there are like you that have just been on the sidelines waiting. Far too many of us, especially after trying the product for the first time today, right? So you and I had a, a quick introductory, I guess, messaging session back and forth last week, asking to be on the show you so graciously accepted. And then I ordered some product, right? I want to fully say this for those of you that don't know. When I have somebody on the show, I actually buy their stuff, right? It, it, this isn't like a, oh, Frank, please send me some free free gear, free free products so I can endorse you on the show. Like this was honest. I, I hopped on the website, ketonade.com. Actually, I went through Instagram. Was that, is it ketonade.com? Yeah, it links in. Yeah, it links to our site. Looked at the different options, bought the three bottle option, right, of the product. Yeah. Came really, really quickly, right? Like a day and a half. I feel like I ordered it. You were surprised at how quickly I ordered it, and all of a sudden, it's it's at my doorstep a day and a half later. Yeah, if it if we get our orders by four p.m., we are diligent about racing to the post office and you know getting it out by five, and then yeah. And it's incredible because it, it comes the the metal bottles that they're in, they're just such high quality. Like the, your brand across the board, in my opinion, just exudes quality from start to finish. Not only from the bottle, the packaging, the delivery. But then also the quality of actually consuming the product, which great. Let's go into that. Yeah, super fancy way to get to the, the the meat and potatoes of this. So Frank's product is a ketone. I'll say ester. Is that ketone ester? And you dilute it into water, right? It's much different than the powders and potions and all the stuff that's out there for the ketone world right now, or keto this that the other with MCT oils. Like I'm super anxious to get in the science behind what you've created. All right, but. I diluted in the water this morning. I'm on the backside of a fast. My energy has been literally at an all-time low, right? I'm 255 pounds walking around right now, Frank. Normally, I'm 265, 270, right, as I'm you know, full of food and all the things that we'd carry around with us. And I drink just 15 milliliters of this diluted in 30, maybe 35 milliliters of water. The taste was not beautiful, right? It wasn't atrocious, but it certainly wasn't like I'm looking forward to drinking 12 more glasses of this. Some people have asked us whether we made it taste bad on purpose so that the placebo would kick in because no one would actually make something taste this bad unless it worked. <laughs> and I love that. I, I can't say it was necessarily that repulsive. Like I wasn't gagging or anything like that, but it certainly has a taste. But if you, as you're listening, have tried any sort of ketone product, they all have some sort of taste, right? None of them are unless they're heavily masked with really just garbage ingredients. But right. take the product and just endless energy. Like it's 4.15 as we're recording this. I feel like I'm just as, not even hyper, right? Just dialed in, focused, centered, efficient, really clear. A lot of people, they expect a caffeine energy and that's what they equate energy with, caffeine, and then they expect a buzz. And some people have actually missed it. They missed the energy and they, and they said, well, you know, I'm not sure if I noticed it today, but it was an above average good day. And then, you know, they take it the next day and the next day. And before you know it, that one day in a month that you have is every day. And that, that's when people take actually five or 10 mLs. 
So even a smaller amount, because they're trying to uh, they're trying to budget how much they can take, you know, the minimum effective dose. And you know, that's what they experience with uh, the five or 10 mLs, which is one sixth or one twelfth of a serving. So we're talking about just tiny amounts of, you know, what a, a Tour de France athlete might take an entire $30 bottle, uh, 60 mLs. They actually might take two or three during the race. This is just, you know, tiny fractions of that. And with you, or, and so initially, this is not designed for keto athletes. That's a very important distinction. People think that it's, oh, I'm not keto or I'll be keto in a couple of weeks and then I'll try. It was actually designed for non-keto people. It just happens to be that all the ketogenic people already have gone down the rabbit hole on what ketones are so they can, you know, they can understand it quicker. You go to a non-keto athlete and start talking about ketones. Oh my God, you have to send them on a 10 year, 10 hour podcast, you know, deep dive, you know, come back in a couple of weeks. Um, but with you, you're going into these workouts with no fuel whatsoever. I mean, you might take some MCT oil and sure oil will give you some energy, but nothing like the pure raw form that your body is making naturally, but you know, many multiples of that and boom, it, it just finally gives them fuel. It's exactly like a carb based athlete going into workout fasted and having, you know, feeling flat, but they take a gel pack, you know, who'd you put your money on the fasted uh, athlete that normally takes carbs or a fasted athlete that, um, or an athlete that takes carbs and is, you know, downing the gel pack, you know, I'll put my money on the gel pack guy. So it's exactly like that. It's just a fuel source that your body, you know, can use. Well, absolutely. So Frank, in your instructions on how to consume it, it says very clearly, do not take it with any MC2 oil, right? Yeah. That, that, that was one of those things that just, it's in bold black letters a couple times through the directions. What? Why is that? So, there's so many ketone products on the market that actually are blended with an MCT oil of yeah, some sort. Yeah, and those sort. are fine. Those are fine. So, um, I guess we have to do a quick recap on what this ketone salt is versus ketone ester, and then we can segue to that. So, um, a less expensive manufacturing solution to delivering ketones is something called a ketone salt. Uh, the ketone itself, the main ketone, beta hydroxybutyrate, that's the one that has the most ATP technically to other ketones, but that's the one that has the most energy, is acidic. It's in an acid form. So one solution to make it not burn a hole in your gut is to bond some salt to it, or technically base, sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium. So those are the four bases. Some of these products out there say, with added electrolytes. No, there's no added electrolytes. They wish that they couldn't, that they didn't have to add electrolytes, but they need you know, to add uh, this base to the ketone itself. The problem there is that there's a massive amount of salt intake per serving. So I get feedback all the time saying, oh, I've tried a ketone salt. They didn't work for me. And you know, they got GI issues, taking you know, two to four grams of salt per serving. People taking two servings, three servings a day before you know it, 12 grams. And the amount that you took, they would have to take about 10 grams of salt. So it's just not feasible, not possible. And then there's a second problem with most of the ketone salts, not all of them, and it's called, uh, the word is racemic, and it has to do with bioavailability. So if you've ever seen a supplement called L-tryptophan or D-ribose, because sometimes it's the D and sometimes it's the L that the body can absorb. With ketones, it's the D form. It's a really confused things. They sometimes call it R and S, R being good. So the D form is the part that your body can, uh, that your body can use. And, but the L form is still acidic, so you still have to bond salt to that. So what happens there? It has twice the salt load versus the ketone salts that are non-racemic. 
how do you know if your product is non-racemic? Well, it's going to cost two to three to four times more. So that's the first indication. And they're going to put on the label that it's the deform non-racemic. So, you know, when in doubt, it is racemic. 95% of the ketone salts on the market are racemic. And also the salt will also impede um, the uptake of the BHB as well. So you're three steps forward, one step back. So on a cost basis, people think of the ketone esters as this wildly expensive $30 drink. Well, it's not my fault that you can take 20 times more of it. So when you actually break it down on a cost per effective gram or cost per, you know, one millimolar rise in your blood ketones, which is all that you know, you're trying to get, then the ketone ester can actually be less expensive than most of the products that are on, on the market right now. So that's the ketone salt. The ketone ester, instead of bonding it to a base, bonds it to a molecule called 1,3-butanediol. 1,3-butanediol is kind of like an oily substance similar to MCT, but it goes through the liver and produces another round of ketones. So it's a, when, when it goes in your body, it separates the beta-hydroxybutyrate portion, goes directly in your blood. The 1,3-butanediol portion goes through your liver and makes another round of beta-hydroxybutyrate. So it's like a fast release and a slow release which is good to kind of keep a, you know, a more steady uh, curve. But this process of going through the liver is similar to the MCT oil. So it's competing for the same pathway. So specifically the C8, the super strong uh, MCT oil, because there's you know, several MCT oils, the C8 is the strongest one that actually just ekes out just a little bit of ketones. Well, the ketone ester is 10 to 20 times stronger on a gram per gram basis in making ketones but you're gonna have this MCT oil blocking the passageway. So why get 0.2 if this sucker behind you is trying to you know, come through and make 1.0, 2.0 in your blood? So that's the first reason it can block it, but also the GI issues people have reported from it. So sometimes when people, or every time, when people take too much C8 oil, they call it the disaster pants diet. People will have GI problems. I've got a video on my uh, YouTube account of my wife sitting on the toilet, it's closed. And she's just crying and like as if knives are stabbing her stomach from the pain, not only diarrhea, but just knives stabbing her and just all oh, the, the pain of the taking too much, just a little bit too much C8. If you mix it with uh, uh, ketone ester, we found that that sensation starts to come back. So if you really wanted to play with it and you want to take one fourth of what you normally take, maybe, but uh, we have a Facebook group where people share their protocols and what they've been doing. And we've gotten reports that three or four hours later, someone has taken, you know, the, either the MCT oil after or the ketone ester, and it just, they report is still having problems. And even recently at a conference, uh, someone who actually did a study on ketones, he had never actually taken the ester and he took it. And then 20 minutes later goes, Frank, you know, my stomach's kind of turning. And I look at the, the cup on the table and goes, what do you have in that coffee cup? And he's like, Oh yeah, I forgot. So, so you just don't want to, you don't want to mix them, but uh, uh, this is counterintuitive or not counterintuitive, but counter to what some scientists have been saying on podcasts about mixing MCT oil and ketone ester. Two things there. It's the ketone ester that they're talking about is a different ketone ester. So there will, will actually be different ketone esters coming. And secondly, it was done on mice. So the mice don't really have a good check mark checkbox that says my stomach really hurts. So I'm talking about actual live humans. If you want to prove me wrong, go ahead, show me, find me a protocol that works, but you know, don't mix it with uh, a buttered coffee or, or C8. You actually, so you want it on an empty stomach. As, as le at least two, if not three hours, and then preferably overnight empty stomach, 
you can do a multi-day fast, but it's just really not necessary. So then, Frank, would part of the protocol that I was looking at, and you have a tremendous resource, right? I love the fact that the little there's a postcard size piece of paper that it, it's a little like a postcard that comes with the package. Yeah. It has resource guides and the protocols to use, and you go to this website and you have. Like you said, not only the Facebook group, but four, three, four, five different protocols to follow. Yeah, I mean, I actually should break it out into a book because there's so much information. And and I get, I just got an email today from a Tour de France athlete. Hey, how do I take your drink? And I'm like, so many variables. So the protocols that I have online are, you know, what is your diet? Are you fully keto? Are you partially keto? You know, in and out of ketosis? Are you a, uh, a Western eating diet? What is your weight? What is your intended goal? Recovery? You know, just it's like a matrix. You choose your own adventure and, and go down and, and try different things. And some people are super sensitive. I had one person that he was so sensitive that he had to cut it down. He loved it. And he said, he kept on crashing. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound very good. He's like, no, but I love it. As long as I was like, I had him cut it back by 50% and then even 75%. He was down to $2 a day worth, but he was very rare, but he was super, super sensitive. And he says that he's sensitive to all things, all supplements. He's just known to be sensitive. So I said, yeah, cut it back to, he was back to, you know, $2 worth and loving it. So, but most people, I like to say the 10 mLs is kind of the, the default $5 worth that people go with pre-workout or just first thing in the morning to just kind of set your day. Yeah. And, and Paul admittedly, or I'm sorry, Frank, what I admittedly had done was I over poured, right? It, it, there's a, there's a, a little test tube that comes with it, right? So you can measure it out and you can see it and pour up to the 15 mLs. I'm like, yeah sure let's let's go with it let's see what happens but in in some of your protocols it if i remember it said you can take it multiple times a day yeah you can absolutely take it multiple times a day um some people take it first thing in the morning or pre-workout uh then they'll some people take it after the workout a, a different amount and then people take it between lunch and dinner as because you have an empty stomach you can take it then and people have been taking it also before going to bed like that's a whole new thing that we discovered. People are clocking 30 minutes more deep sleep. And initially for a year, like some of my videos online might say, don't take it before bed. It'll keep you awake. And then I got a, an email from Travis Christopherson who wrote the book, Metabolic you know, Truth to Cancer. And he said, I've been taking 10 mLs before bed and I'm sleeping like a baby. And I'm like, no, don't do that. And he's like, Frank, you got to try it. And I you know, took a small amount and eased up. And before you know it, I was... That's one. That's my default protocol now. You know, every night taking it before bed. Wow. Yeah. Gives me something exciting to do when I get home tonight. Yep. I I love it. So, Frank, what's the story behind this? Like, I'd love to know. Part of this show is getting to know you yourself and the story of like how how did ketone aid come about? What? Yeah, sure. Were you so born with started, ketones in your hand? Yeah, it all started with a buddy of mine who wrote a blog post saying, "Hey." let me teach you about the ketogenic diet and let's go down the rabbit hole together. So this concept of like eating fat was just so foreign and crazy to me. And the only experience I had previously was a buddy of mine. We were about to go out for the night and he was overweight and he opened up like a pound of cheese and just down the cheese. And I said, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm losing weight. I'm like, dude, you, if that works for you, great. But that just sounded very foreign to eat a pound of cheese and think that you're losing weight. Um, so I went down the rabbit hole learned, you know, uh, watched five, 10 hours of videos. And meanwhile, my wife's godfather is Dr. Richard Beach. He's the initial creator of everything ketones. He's been working on this for 30 to 40 years now under Krebs from like the Krebs cycle. 
Mm -hmm. um, he's been working on this for 40 years. So I saw him at a uh, birthday party and you know, I was able to actually converse with him about ketones because normally someone might say, Hey, what are you up to? He's not going to launch into this, you know, three hour, you know, explanation on, on what he does, but we were able to actually converse. And then initially I was trying to help him raise money and he seemed, uh, you know, a little bit frustrated that someone wasn't just going to give him $20 million and get a tanker car full of this and have people with a, you know, with a spout and a glass from the back and, you know, lining up for miles. And, you know, the proof of concept hadn't been proven out. And, you know, the thought of will people spend 30 bucks for a drink that at that time tasted like vomit, like vomit inducing. There's an epic video uh, or podcast with Tim Ferriss and Peter Atia talking about how he took the ester raw, unflavored, and he shot it down and he had he took it at 6 or 7 a.m. and had visuals of, oh, my God, I'm going to wake up my entire family gagging. And if I spew this all over the counter, I'm going to have to eat it up because it's so expensive because it was like $1,000, $10,000 back then. And so that's like lodged into people's heads, the story of, of this taste. You know, will people do that? So finally, uh, decided instead of raising money, decided to do it myself. I just said, you know, I had some successes in the past and I've been sitting on cash instead of putting it in the stock market because I'm too conservative. And I said, what am I doing? This is an opportunity of a lifetime. You can't convince people about the science of this stuff. They're just not going to believe you. Um, even on our bottle, we put no claims, just results because you start listing all the things, it just sounds, starts sounding wacky. So let's just let it you know, speak for itself. Um, for that matter, we have a, a drink that we're working on. Look at this called snake water where you know you're not going to believe us for what it does so let's just you know let's embrace the snake oil concept so anyhow so uh we had to this drink was previously twenty five thousand dollars dave asprey bulletproof paid twenty five thousand bucks for 25 grams about the same as what we have in one of our bottles and it's just super expensive to make super expensive expensive to make it chiral so just the d form the bioactive form and Dr. Beach is adamant about, you know, the purity and the, the chirality of the product. He says with the racemic salts, he says to flush them down the toilet. And I actually once had an Instagram contest where people would flush the ketone salts down the toilet and I'd send them products. Um, so, you know, it took us, we had to build a whole lab because you couldn't just outsource this stuff. It wasn't the, the type of equipment that was so specific that we had to buy exactly the equipment necessary. And we were just able to make maybe one kilo a month. Uh, and I only drank the drink maybe twice uh, in that first year because you know, why waste it on me if I got professional athletes lined up? So we had professional athletes take the drink, all unpaid. All those testimonials are unpaid and you know, recorded testimonial and interviews of them taking it. And they just you know, were freaking out about it. Our best interview was a former Tour de France athlete who talked about an epic story about how a team, which, you know, everyone knows now is team sky dropped a bottle on the side of the road and they were freaking out for five miles. And he was just thinking, Hey, just go grab another Gatorade, you know, big deal. What's, what's going on. He went back to the bus and his, uh, his, you know, cycling buddy said, Oh, they're taking this $6,000 drink called the ketone ester. Uh, and team, team sky at the time, said in an interview, oh, we don't know what ketones are. Well, we had to Google what ketones are. They didn't know what it was. Well, recently in a Lance Armstrong podcast, uh, he was interviewing someone from Team Sky, and that was the first admission that they've been using it for five years. Ketone esters, not ketone salts. So um, 
And they said that it took them three years to figure out the right and perfect protocol. So it's not an easy, you know, one and done, you know, chug it and go. So, uh, so then we decided to do an Indiegogo campaign because we weren't able to make it fast enough. And I said, well, I don't want to wait any longer, so let's sell it. And like, well, our partners said, well, we don't have any product yet. Well, let's, there's Indiegogo. So we went to Indiegogo and did a, had a $25,000 target and we hit $150,000 in sales in, in two months. So a little bit of a backlog of a year, people signing up and watching these videos. And so, you know, we made it and we delivered everyone's product, at least a partial order on time on the last day that of the month that we said that we would deliver it. Everything, you know, went out. And then we had to actually close up shop for the next six months because we were still uh, doing back orders for the people that ordered. You know, some people ordered $2,000, $3,000 worth. You know, they got product immediately and then you know, you know, gave them products so that they would never be out. And we reopened in August uh, and September. We've been sold out maybe two or three times. Sometimes we get large orders from uh, like a Tour de France team. We'll order like $30,000 worth and kind of wipe out our inventory for a little bit. Um, Sometimes I can only fill half of their order so that I don't run out for the regular customers, you know, daily customers. And it's been an exciting ride. And especially with this Facebook forum where people started, you know, initially half the people were buying the drink and keeping it on their shelf, waiting for that one special occasion, that one marathon, that, you know, huge event. And then the other half were just taking this tiny amount and reporting, hey, you know, I actually liked the 10 mLs better than the full bottle they were actually experiencing that. And, and the reason for that is if you take too much, it can actually drop your blood sugar. So if it drops your blood sugar, it can impair performance. So there's a dual fuel protocol, which we can discuss later. So yeah, so now we're trying to keep up with demand. We are on to our third lab. We had to, we had to actually build another lab so, to go from you know, one kilo a month to 20, 50 kilos a month. And now we're on our third lab so we can really start scaling this up and eventually bring the price down for everyone as well. What an incredible story. So how long, what was the timetable, right? From you jumping in Indiegogo side, right to, to now, what is the Indiegogo is that... was one year ago. I was, uh, three years ago that I got started. So it took a good year and a half to, you know, get the process down because it's a multi-step process. And if you lose 50 to 70% at every step, it just mathematical. You start with a hundred dollars uh, or one dollar of an ingredient, and then you, know, you lose half of it, and then you lose half of it. It just the price escalates. So it's about we had to hire seven to eight R and D teams from across the world that focus on every different element of the process to really refine it. And sometimes we'd have two teams simultaneously working on it, and one would report back, "Hey, we can't do it." Well, thank God we hired the other team because they did. Um, so it was you know, extremely costly to really get the process down. But once you get it down, we're just constantly finding new ways to be more efficient and, and drive the price down. But when we sold the stuff in Indiegogo, it sounds great. Hey, we sold $150,000 worth of stuff. But yeah, it cost me more than that to make it. So it wasn't really a fundraiser, so to speak. It was more of a proof of concept that, that people would buy the stuff. And then now they're repeatedly just coming back. I, I love seeing the orders coming through and just recognizing names like, Oh, I know that guy I had a one hour call with that guy three months ago. I know that guy. And I do end up talking to people at this early stage. I can still talk to a lot of people on the phone and you know give them some guidance. That's a little bit more custom 
than the generic protocol that we have. It's just truly incredible to see, like to hear this part of the story, right? Like the, the ebbs and flows and I call it the divine orchestration that had to take place to get to right here, right now, right? With yeah, the yeah. people involved in your life and, and your background and uh, the cash you were sitting on, right? At, at some point that play that has to play a role in it with what, what you've shared so far. Yep, yep. So when you made mention of like the claims would sound almost too wild, like no one would believe the claims if we put them on the side of a bottle. Right. My listeners at this point, after a year, have a moniker of trust for me, right? They understand if I bring somebody on, they're probably not going to blow smoke up their skirt. What are some of the claims? What If someone were to buy the product, like we entry level all the way to the absurd, what, what could some of those things be? Well, it'd be, it'd be the same claims that one can make for how they feel after a multi-day fast or a ketogenic diet. So it's the same list, but it's just delivered much more quickly. So we've got, you know, pre-workout for energy. Many people think that it's only for endurance athletes because that's what some of the papers have been on, you know, cyclists or marathon type runners. But we have had weightlifters using it, which was not the intended audience initially. So every, every sport, maybe it wouldn't help a sprinter for that immediate sprint, but his workouts for that month leading up to that sprint and his recovery he would use it just a different way. He would use it more for recovery and being able to do multiple sets and multiple reps. So he'd be faster, I think, in the actual 100-meter dash, but I wouldn't advise that he take that drink because glucose is going to be a faster burning fuel for that, for that sprint. Um, but so, you know, just for athletic performance, it's everything from pre-workout to during workout. There's some protocols where people can sip on it during the event. Uh, post-workout for recovery. We have had some sprinters take it and they didn't necessarily notice their 100 meters faster, but they have multiple events and then they have trials and you know, finals of those events. So they're doing it multiple times. And then their last one felt as fresh as the first one. So that's the benefit that they feel. Or one guy said, normally every night I've got to ice when I go home. And he said, I just didn't ice. I actually went for a one mile slow jog, even though he's normally sore. So workout wise, um, that's, you know, obvious, check, check, check. There was one clinical trial using our actual product that we, del- that we supplied, and it was for mental cognition at the end of wind sprints. So they did like soccer wind sprints. The sprinters didn't slow down. I thought that they actually would have, but they didn't slow down, but they did some brain tests at the end, and they were cognitively sharper. So that fourth quarter quarterback that you want to be as sharp as the first quarter, you know, this would be one way to do that. Um, but we have people taking it post-workout for recovery. Now, keto.neo, who's on Instagram, he, he didn't like it pre-workout, didn't work for him. He took it post-workout, and he said now that he, he started then to work out twice a day. So if he works out without the ester twice a day, he's just completely zonked, can't do it, central nervous system is just shot. He takes either 10 or 15 mLs, and not only is he sharper during the day before the next workout, like at work, He's you know back and just not drained from the workout. He can work out again and bang. And after I built enough goodwill with him, I said, "Now let's go back to the pre-workout. You just get, didn't give it enough chances." And he just recently started uh, tweeting or sending out Instagram posts saying, "Oh my God, pre-workout <laughs> works." I don't know what happened. He didn't take the right amount or didn't, timing. I don't know what it was. And then he also he's a bouncer at night as well, so he takes it for nights that he has short sleep. It'll it'll help. If you get 100% good sleep and you take the ester, I'm not sure it's going to do anything for you. But when you have a short compressed window, 
it can help you feel like you grabbed another couple hours of sleep. And if you just have, you know, a regular seven to eight hours of sleep, but it's just not great sleep, those people are recording deeper sleep. We had a race car driver that obsesses about sleep because that's where recovery happens. So he's got two years of aura ring data. And sure enough, he got you know, a half an hour more sleep. And funny story at the, um, I went to the metabolic conference and this one guy who sells MCT oil, he took the ester at 7 p.m. He took only 10 mLs, big guy. And the next day he said he you know, woke up really refreshed. I said, oh, you have an aura ring. You have data? He's like, yeah, I've got a year of data. And he whips it up. He's like, oh my God, he clocked, I don't know if it was a half an hour or 45 minutes more deep sleep. Unexpected, you know, no placebo. He didn't, you know, expect anything. And it was right there with the data. So you got recovery. So Dr. Mercola has been talking about jet lag. He's unpaid. He freaks out about using it for jet lag because of all the radiation. And people have reported flying 18 hours you know, across the world and just not being jet lagged on the other side. So they take a little bit of the drink every three hours that has some uh it has to do with anti free radicals and radiation how it counteracts how it counteracts that so mental performance it's like a ceo might take it to you know improve their cognition and we've had bob troya biohacker do two weeks of brain games and in order to create a baseline because you know obviously you take a do a game five times you're gonna get better every time but he did it enough times that you know he stopped improving he took the ester. He did take a large amount. He didn't take the, the microdosing, what we call microdosing. He took a large amount, and his worst performance was a 12% gain. His best performance was a 32% gain. And he said that the mathematical equations were dropping down, and he didn't have to think, and like numbers were you know, coming to him, and he was just blowing away all of his scores across. Uh, LSATs, people taking LSATs or SATs, um, as long as you're over 18, because this is recommended for 18 and over. It's just a whole other, uh, a whole other complexity whenever you are dealing with children. So it's mm -hmm. not worth going there. So over 18, and people have used it for test taking, and you know. Back, so back to the CEOs, some will take a, a decent amount, uh, 15 mLs. Sometimes you need a little bit more for the mental cognition than you do for a, a pre-workout. Uh, but some people will also take this. This is the tubes, the tubes that you know we give you, and they'll just fill up a tube, they get used to it. So they actually don't dilute it after a while. And they just sip five mLs every hour, every couple hours. And that's how they, you know, prefer to take it. So everyone's taking it a whole bunch of different uh, ways. My wife's trying to put it on her forehead. Really? Why is that? Just there, there's some theories that it can be absorbed into the, into the skin. And uh, so she smells like stevia. And cherry. <laughs> That's beautiful. Say so with with something like the ketone ester, right? I'm a big fan of photobiomodulation, right? I'm a, I'm a red light guy myself. Being in Ohio, don't get, get a lot of it. Uh -huh. Would there be the potential additional uptake benefit from ingesting ketones prior to that sort of red light therapy for mitochondria efficiency? Right, because it's gonna. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I can attest to other supplements that people take. It does tend to multiply some supplements so you might have to cut back on certain supplements um but i don't know about the the light uptake speaking of supplements if people really want to you know biohack and play around niacin is our latest you know thing that we've been having people on the forum playing with and you don't want to take too much where you get super flush 
Well, first of all, you want to take the type of niacin that is full flush. It's really hard to find. You don't want the ones that say flush free, no flush, time released, slow release, none of those. You want the full on, least expensive niacin, but you have to really start small, like 25 or 50 milligrams. Otherwise, you'll just be beat red in the face, feel like you were you know, in Hawaii for 10 hours and sunburn and scratching and stuff. So uh, you want to make it so that you're, when you take it before the half an hour before the ester, you have just a little bit of a burning sensation. If you have too much, apparently it can kind of clog up uh, the pathways. But the idea of the niacin is that it kind of increases the pathways and delivers it out of your blood. Because the blood, people test the blood to see how many ketones are in their blood. It's not doing anything in there. It's not cleaning your blood. It's when it goes from the blood to your mitochondria, blood to your brain, blood to your muscles, that it's really useful. So the niacin will technically have you register lower ketones, but that doesn't matter because it's driving it deeper into your muscles. And there isn't a way right now to test, you know, the amount of ketones in your brain or, or muscles. So niacin is what we've been playing with. And I've been doing, I have a high tolerance for niacin because I've taken the slow release for like two years, large amounts. I take 500 or 750. Um, but with the, the fast release, I can take 100 milligrams, get a little bit of a burn, half an hour, and then take five mLs before my run. And recently I, I did that. And maybe the variables changed too much. Normally I just go for a slow jog just to get out 11 minutes for the first mile, nine and a half, 10 minutes for the second mile. And it was a little bit cold. So maybe that was making me go faster, but I wasn't really trying to do anything. And then I got this in my earpiece. I get, you know, first mile, eight. 40. And I'm like, 840. I just tied my shoes. And that was another 20 seconds. Like what in the world's going on? And that day I actually ended up adding an extra couple miles and ended up blowing out my calves because I run on five finger shoes. So I ran too many miles. And I just felt so good. I was like, Oh, let me just take a left here and add another half mile. And I just kept on adding half miles. But then before you know it, you know, my calves were like, uh, you know, no matter what ketones you have, you're not, <laughs> it's not going to save your calves from blowing out. Right. Right. So Frank, has there been any research done that on nootropics and combining ketones with any sort of nootropics? Well, nootropics? It is a, it, one can kind of see it as a nootropic. It is technically a food, mm -hmm. but, um, but yes, you, you can, my favorite is Hooperzyne and what's the other one called? Uh, let me see if I have it right here. Uh, Hooperzyne and I can't pronounce it. Vin, been post the team that's not very professional of me but you know i, I can't pronounce that stuff yep. um i do combine it with with that as well yeah okay, okay. yeah and, but, but so caffeine let's talk about caffeine so mm -hmm. it absolutely multiplies caffeine sometimes two to three fold and some people who say oh i don't feel caffeine anymore i was with lunch at lunch with a guy and he was drinking tea at 4 p.m like or maybe 2 p.m and i said you know is this going to mess up the rest of your day or, or sleep? Cause that's, you know, afternoon. And he said, no, no, I don't notice. Caffeine doesn't do anything to me. He took a tiny sip of the ester and suddenly his head lit up and he said, wow, those ketones are amazing. I said, well, actually it was, I could love to take credit for it, but it wasn't the ketones. It was the caffeine finally got delivered, whether it's a, going through the blood brain barrier or whatnot, it's the caffeine that finally got delivered to his brain. So it will multiply caffeine. I'm not a fan of caffeine. In general, I think that it's no matter what papers people say that, you know, caffeine is healthy. They might talk about coffee might be helpful, but not necessarily the caffeine portion. 
but um, I like to selectively use caffeine once every two weeks. So rather than using it every day and it stopped working and then your new baseline, you know, you, you feel good at first and then you're without it, you're at a negative. So then you take it, you're at a baseline. And then for the next 30 years, you're taking coffee and it doesn't do anything. Well, why are you doing that if it's messing up hormones and all this other stuff? So the ester will multiply your, your caffeine uh, sensation. And some people have reported actually jitters from taking the, the ester and caffeine. And they said, oh, I took your drink and I got the jitters. And I said, well, did you also take caffeine? And they said, yeah. So, well, it's actually the caffeine. So let's cut back on the caffeine either all the way to zero. But if you cut your caffeine back to zero, what we've noticed is it helps people's withdrawal symptoms. So they don't get the headaches, the shakes, and you know, all these things. So you can actually use it to help you withdraw from caffeine. But this one woman reported, oh, but you know, I took it today and I didn't really feel anything. It's like, wait a second. You cut out coffee for the first time and you rarely do that in 20 years. What happens when you normally cut it out? Oh, I have headaches and all these different things. And how did you feel today? Oh, just normal. I'm like, I don't know what you expect success to be, but that is success. It brought you to baseline. The next day she added a little bit of caffeine and you know, shot back up, but she's you know, weaning off of it. So cut your caffeine in half or slowly wean off of it, but it does multiply you know, the ketone absorption, which is why a lot of these ketone salts, they stack in a whole bunch of caffeine into them so that you, you think you're feeling the ketones, but it's probably actually the caffeine. And one last point for the, the ketone salts, the main benefit that I think, especially the racemic ones, people do notice a benefit in the first couple of weeks when they're entering into a ketogenic diet. And then after a couple of weeks, they're like, ah, it just didn't do, doesn't do anything for me anymore. Why is that? When you enter into, into a ketogenic diet, you oftentimes will lose five pounds of water weight very quickly. Your water just flushes out of your system. The high level non-scientific reason is every molecule of glucose in your body is you know, attached to a molecule of water. So when you get rid of the glucose, your water system just you know, flushes out. But with that goes massive amounts of salt. So much so that my wife, again, my guinea pig, you know, early on in this three years ago, did the ketogenic diet, was in a fetal position in bed, shaking and saying, what have you done to me? Like I've got racing heart, headache, and like I need to go to the hospital. I was able to call some experts and they said to give her salt. I gave her 15 salt pills. And within 15 minutes, she was up and at walking around. So it was just massive salt depletion. And another woman who was 80 years old told me that she went to the hospital two days after doing the ketogenic diet. And she's like, I don't like the ketogenic diet. And I said, I can tell you what the diagnosis was. And she said, wait a second, it took, me, um, it took them two hours to figure out what it was. I said, it was low salt. She's like, yeah. They came back and they're like, your sodium's low. Like she hadn't told them probably that she was taking this, doing this weird diet. So massive depletion, so your body just can't conduct energy. So people on the ketogenic diet, this thing called keto flu is two parts. One is lack of fuel in the brain because the glucose fuel in the brain goes down and the ketones haven't gone up, so you have this brain fog. But 80% of keto flu, and this is not scientific, this is just you know pulling it out of thin air based on experience, that it's a salt depletion. So these ketone salts are the equivalent of 15 to 20 salt pills. And if I told a regular person to take 20 salt pills, you'd think I was crazy. But if they say, hey, take one scoop of this stuff, they'd be like, yeah, sure. So I think the benefit that they're noticing is the salt, not the ketones. And they can save a whole bunch of money by either getting pink Himalayan salt and or any, you know, for the most part, any salt, drink some essentially salt water or something called no salt, which is the potassium version of salt, 
um, and make a little bit of salt water, drink that, or, you know, salt supplements. I hate to call it a supplement because it's just salt, you know, salt tablets. You would save a whole bunch of money just consuming salt. So after two weeks, when the body balances out and doesn't have that, uh, doesn't have a deficit of salt and you don't need it as much, then they stop noticing, you know, it working. And that's why. It makes perfect sense. I mean, it's, it's so crazy to be around someone that's so knowledgeable, right? It's just a sequential, like it's very logical what you're sharing, right? From right. the outside until it's, it's no explained. One out there. No one is, no one is, there's no podcast out there saying that the benefit that you're noticing from the ketone salts is drum roll, the salt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So Frank, with, with your process, just entrepreneur to entrepreneur, are you able to patent any of your, like you've, you've designed this incredible machine basically yeah. right of milling down product and getting to the ester form at the end and like you can how do you, you protect can, that? but here's a but here's a tip though you don't want to because when you patent something you have to you have to actually publish how you do it True. so you publish how you do it and then the chinese literally the chinese will read it uh or get it translated i don't know what they do and <laughs> they're like thank you very much so it's more of a trade secret it's like coca-cola doesn't patent their you know, secret ingredient and stuff. So trade secrets as opposed to patents. And I went to law school and took a bunch of patent classes. So I, you know, I understand exactly how to navigate that world. And one funny thing that I've learned is some people actually do fake patents to pretend like they're making it one way, even though they're making it another way. Ah, That's really, that's some fascinating stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Okay. So the other questions I would have, right? It, one, you start out with a kilo, right? And you could produce a kilo a month or a kilo came in of raw material. How, what's that, the scientific, right? If a, a kilo of, of raw product comes in, what's that turn into bottle wise, right? Just, oh, well, so a kilo is 1,000 grams and then this is 30 grams in here. So it'd be, you know, 30 small, 30 small bottles. Okay. Just, I didn't know if that was yeah. top line, like you said, and then it gets broken down across or if it was just no, no, the, simple. The, the, it starts with, uh, much larger, you know, uh, 10, 20 times larger starting material. And then you get the percentages that break down. But, but right. what we ended up with was one kilo. Okay. That would give me just 30 servings. And we were giving back then double servings at a time to the lead athletes. Um, we hadn't quite exactly figured out what was the optimal serving size to market at. Do we want a $60 drink? Do you want a $30 drink? Do we want a $5 drink that's diluted? It's tricky to, to really settle upon, you know, a number. And then you said there was a dual fuel protocol. Right. So with uh, the elite athletes that will take far more of this, let me back up. When you take a small amount before a workout, we have a theory that it's actually triggering endogenous production, even though technically when you take a ketone ester, it can stop your body from making its own ketones, which freaks people out. Like, oh my God, I don't want, you know, why would I take something that is going to stop my body from making ketones? And it does. All the other ketone companies will say the opposite. They'll say, oh, it puts you into ketosis. It depends how you define ketosis. If you define ketosis as ketones in your blood, yeah, you win. I don't define it that way. I define it as your body burning fat to make ketones. That is real ketosis. But if your body's burning fat because it thinks that you're starving, it's in this emergency fuel, it's in this emergency state, why in the world when you, you're sitting on the couch drinking a, a keg of ketone ester, why would your body keep on making an emergency fuel? You just drank it. So it will temporarily pause it. Now, net-net in the day, you know, it'll, 
oftentimes extend your appetite, which we haven't talked about. So write that down, make sure we talk about weight loss. Um, and it'll, you know, extend your, suppress your appetite. So you eat less so than the, the net uh, ketones that your body makes throughout the day will probably still be higher at this lower amount. So pre-workout, we're thinking that it's actually triggering some endogenous production as well, in part because the ester, the 1,3-butane-dial part goes through the liver, so your body's kind of actually making it, as opposed to the ketone salts. It's just you know, straight into your bloodstream and out. So we think that it's triggering some endogenous production based on some scientific research that the numbers just, it should have worn out, but they were higher. And the only thing that that points to is the body making its own. Um, but you, if you use the fuel source as a primary fuel source, so you're okay with shutting down that, that ketone source that your body's making, uh, if you take too much of it, it will drop your blood sugar too much. So if you take one or two servings of this, you might have 50, 60 blood sugar, and you'll be lightheaded, you'll be hungry, and you'll, you'll just be, you'll crash in, in terms of your brain just, just like taking a Snickers bar and then crashing, you can crash if you take too much. So the dual fuel is on an empty stomach, you load up on some glucose packets. I don't have any here. Load up on some glucose packets. Uh, and then you wait 20 minutes and then you load up on ketone ester. And it's usually a one-to-one -one ratio of the carbs to the active ingredient in, the, in our ketone ester drink. Keep in mind, our drink is very easy math. It's just a one-to-one -one ratio. So when you said you drank you know, 15 mLs, that's 7.5 grams of the active, so you'd want to pair that up with 7.5 grams of carbs. Actually, at that low amount, you don't really need the carbs because it's not going to drive down your glucose too much. But if you decided to double that, that's when you just start needing to get some carbs in. So 30 mLs, um, 30 mL drink would be 15 active, then you'd take 10 to 15 carbs. But when you jump up to you know uh, 120, so two of these servings, it would be this is like the maximum protocol. After you've tried it many times, this is what you might you know, end up with if you're an elite athlete. Uh, you take 120 mLs, which is 60 grams of active, and you combine that with uh, 60 grams of carbs, not sugar, but carbs. Like you have to look at the number of carbs because sometimes there's certain carbs that don't count as sugar, like maltodextrin and stuff like that. So you want to count carbs. And then that would be the dual fuel. And the idea there is that your blood glucose will spike. And then you take the ketones 20 minutes later and bring it down so that it's not what some people have incorrectly stated, uh, these two fuels that are high in your system uh, being unhealthy. No, it's actually one brings the other one down, so you actually have both fuels at the optimal amount. And when you're doing your workout, your body will selectively pull from the different fuel sources. So if it's going downhill and you want to go really fast, it'll pull from the glucose. When you're going uphill and you're winded, it's pulling from the ketones. And Daniel Holloway, who won national championship in cycling said that you know he won this event the year previously but he had some injuries you know recently so he wasn't he didn't think he would win and he was just in a different gear going up the hill versus other people like i don't know if he was in four and they were in five or vice versa but he was just in a different gear just walking past them and his heart rate was i think eight beats lower so he was he has all that yeah all that data well i'm, um, I'm glad i'm glad you brought that up and i forgive me for interrupting i just feel yeah. compelled now I thought it was an anomaly, and I, I felt ignorant to bring it up, but I box in the morning, right? So I, I box for an hour, one-on-one -on -one with the trainer, right? Like it, getting ready for a fight, and then I go lift functionally afterwards, right? So my workouts are two hours. As I mean, I track and monitor everything, right? I have a whoop. I have an aura. I'm, I'm data-driven all over the place. And I'm looking like I'm not out of breath. Huh. I'm training harder. 
I'm not sweating the same. My mental clarity is higher, and I'm like, okay, I take, I take the same nootropics every day, right? Paracetam, aniracetam, nuopep. Like, I, I take some of the same core things, and that's consistent. My everything's tracked and monitored, right? I, I keep journals for everything. I know every data point in my life. The only thing that was different was your product, and I'm like. Yep. As I'm looking at my heart heart rate, right, my max heart rate normally gets up to 145, 147 for little increments of time. Average heart rate's about 105. It was 10 points lower on both sides, but my productivity was, and efficiency felt like it was, yeah. make it up tenfold, right? I don't know how to quantitate that, but yeah, seven seven percent, seven percent. That's about right. That's about right. So that's that's the exact number that that Daniel had, and yeah, it's just not a not a coincidence. You're just more efficient. I mean, there's some studies on mice where they claim 30% heart perfused heart rat, uh, a rat heart that was perfused and was able to go 30%, you know, beat more. It just makes, it's just more efficient fuel source. It makes, it has less strain on the heart and it can just, it can do more. And with that Tour de France athlete, Greg Henderson, that did an interview with us and he was talking about the Tour de France team that dropped the bottle. So he went and did a a cycling and he was able to crank out 10% higher Watts. And there is a paper out there that says 2% higher Watts. We can go into that later if you want, where actually the paper's wrong, just the, their protocol is just wrong. And I actually wonder whether they did it so that they would only show a 2% gain so that, you know, WADA wouldn't you know, freak out about something. But so this athlete showed a 10% gain. He's like, I've been doing this for 20 years. The Watt meter doesn't lie. There's no placebo here that you can get, you know, 10%, but he was more impressed by the fact that the next day he had his HRV meter that said that he was fully recovered. And he's like, when he saw that is when he was like, what his exact words are, what in the world is going on here? And he's got a Australian accent. So it sounds really cool. Um, but yeah, so the recovery the next day now with recovery, we have had people be, you know, report back that, Hey, I was more zonked the next day. But then we went back and they said, well, yeah, normally I do a half an hour workout, but I decided to do an hour and a half. You know, so, so me blowing out my calves, I normally just do a simple two, three mile run. And I, I ended up doubling it on my toes the entire time, like never kill striking. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I blew out that, by the way, do you ever use five finger sh- shoes? I do. Absolutely. So I saw this woman at the metabolic conference wearing these five finger shoes that had, you know, no base to it and just had a heel. And I was like, that's, they're like ballet used for not uh, ballet or yoga studios. So I actually went on eBay and bought women's shoes that were this ballet style, cut them and only had, you know, the front part. And I made a shoe out of just the front part because my heel never hits the ground. So why not just make a super compact running shoe, just the toes. And uh, they were pink and they're awesome. (laughs) It works. That's incredible. So so Frank, since, since you're here, if you were to right, I'm, I'm, uh, an optimization coach, right? I have a business uh, called an entrepreneur. I hate that title. I'm actively involved in meetings like this, like we're having right now, right? Interviews we'll call it all day long. Have to be somewhat mentally with it. I get up same time every morning, right? I'm at six o'clock in the morning at the latest, more like five, wake up. No coffee, none of that stuff anymore right now with the fast. I'm a red light guy. I'm an infrared sauna guy. I'm at the boxing gym by 7.30. I box from 7.30 to 8.00 lift from 8.45 to 9.45. I'm in the office from 10 until 7 most days. What's the optimal way for me to take the product? 
right? Like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to become a pro fighter, right? I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna go hop on a bike and, and win the Tour de France. Doesn't, none of that's for me. But so if money is no object, I would do 15 mLs before the workout. But I still think that 10 mLs, you'd feel it and it'd be, you know, you'd be satisfied. I've actually dropped down to five mLs before my runs. So you can try anywhere from five mLs to 15. I don't tend to talk about the five mLs because it's $2 worth of such a tiny amount. And if you don't really know what you're looking for exactly, you might miss it and then you're going to blame the product. So I, I tell people only take one sixth of a serving. Like how crazy is that? I'm talking about one twelfth now. (laughs) So only one sixth of a serving. And by the way, we are coming out with a product that is ready to drink that is more consistent with how people are taking the drink because the problem is we haven't been able to develop that product because we keep on getting sold out of our current one. So once we have a large stock of the current one, then we can kind of shift and, and make something that is ready to drink and you know, smaller quantities. So I'll take 10, 15 mLs before your workout. Right after your workout, take another five or 10. Five might be enough. Just a, a pop, a little recovery afterward, just to also make it so that your mental day is more, uh, more productive. And then I would take another uh, 10 mLs you can take between lunch and dinner. And what that does is just helps your two to six o'clock productivity or people might start to crash. You could take some then and then take the start with five mLs, but you can go all the way up to 10 mLs at night for a regular night's sleep. When I was going to be catching a plane and I had an an almost an all nighter because entrepreneur, I'm going away with the family for a week. I got a lot of stuff to do and it's a 6 a.m. flight. I didn't go to bed until four. 6 a.m. flight or I had to get up at five or six and I only got two hours of sleep. I actually took uh, 25 mLs before that because I knew no matter what second wind this gives me, I'm going to be sleeping no matter what. And I woke up, it was as if I hadn't even had uh, any loss of sleep. Now, it did catch up to me later, I'm not going to lie. And But my wife was like, how are you not, you know, you were up until 4 a.m. and we woke up at 5.30. How are you not completely zonked? And I was, I was fine. So it's more about bringing you up to 100%. So let's talk about that. If you are already 100% optimized, not for the workout, it will work on a workout no matter how optimized you are. But for your brain, if you're already optimized, you can actually take the ester and not feel anything or need much larger amounts to notice something. So I gave this, uh, I gave the drink once to a super healthy vegan, only eats things out of his garden, like literally, and is a energizer bunny from the morning and then he only gets five hours of sleep, you know, all day, all the way to midnight. He's an energizer bunny. He took the drink and I was like, well, how was it? He's like normal. So if your brain doesn't have any glucose impairment, most people over the age of 30 have some level of glucose impairment. The glucose just can't fully reach the brain and fuel it. The ketone ester just bypasses that blockage and fuels the brain. But if you're already at hundred percent, it doesn't really, do much unless you take super large quantities, which would be the same as downing a whole bunch of sugar might make you sharper as well. So it won't work for you, but most people have some impairment. So they're at 95 or 90% and the drink helps bring them up to that 100%. Another guy that it didn't work on was a guy that meditates literally two to three times a day, just like this Buddhist monk meditation. And he's like, I live in the flow state. I'm like, well, this isn't going to make you more flow. <laughs> um, but speaking of flow state, with a BJJ, we have a, someone who used the drink for cutting weight. And normally when he cuts weight, he would be 
you know, just wobbling and just barely his legs wobbling and can't stand because of the, the massive weight loss that you have to do before an event with the Esther, he asked his father, can I just go spar? Like he went from legs wobbling to cutting his weight that he needed to, to, Hey, let's, let's just go have a workout. And also on my Instagram, the father sent me a text message saying that during his match, he said that things just seemed like it was in slow motion, that he was able to respond faster to things. Now we're not talking about the matrix, like four times faster dodging bullets and stuff. We're talking about just that extra five or 10% reaction time. If that kick is you know coming towards your face, 10% slower, like, yeah, you can, you can get out of the way. And Matt Brown was on Joe Rogan talking about it again, unpaid. And he was talking about how he was able to, it took him four times because we, changed around the protocol took him four times until he was like until he said all those things you asked me if i felt this 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 i finally nailed it and he was sparring with five of his sparring partners flattened all of them everyone was in the sideline with like the jaw dropped saying you know what the hell is up with him they didn't know that he had taken the ester and he said that he was moving he was pulling out moves that he hadn't done since high school and just executing them perfect you know perfectly so everyone knew what his normal moves were and he was just like pulling out new things. Um, but along the lines of the, the, the MMA fighters and you know, boxers losing weight, you want to talk about weight loss? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. So weight loss. My wife says I can't market this as a weight loss drink until she loses weight on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, it's very tricky. So some people will take a drink and suddenly feel like it, it's, it's an eraser, an eraser of cake an eraser of that extra bagel. And if you use it that way, you will gain weight. I even had one customer ask me some questions. I was like, do not buy our drink. Cause he was like, I took the ketone salts. And then that night I had a bunch of pasta. And then in the morning uh, I gained weight. I was like, I mean, so many things wrong with that statement. I you know, won't even begin, but some people have been using it for weight loss. And what they notice is an appetite suppression effect. So after your workout, you might normally have gone to have a burger, but you're just like, I'm not hungry right? I mean, you tell me, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Were you hungry more or less? No. I mean, I haven't been hungry really much at all, all day. Right. Yeah. So even a triathlete normally would go to the buffet line after his race. He was in front of this buffet line with like lobster in, uh, in the middle East. And I said to him, just let me ask you a question. Are you hungry? And he's like, Oh my God, I'm not hungry, not hungry at all after running a, a triathlon. So something's going on. So it has been used for appetite suppression, but we have found that some people when they take more they're feeling it more in their brain but then they the the weight loss stopped it stalled so he had the choice of do i want to feel sharper as a ceo or do i want you know weight loss uh and the theory there might be this whole signaling property where the uh, if you take too much ester it might stop your body from making it uh, of, of making your own ketones and it was going to the brain and might have been stopping it for that person so the smaller amount, two times a day is the ideal protocol. First thing in the morning on an empty stomach. And then if you can skip breakfast, great. And then between lunch and dinner. So yeah, we have people reporting success, but we don't talk about it much because of all these before and after photos of every single, I mean, I this, I'm obsessed with this company that's fraudulently claiming to have been on Shark Tank. Did you get that spam? I, I got the spam and I've seen you post about it okay. really consistently. Yeah. I, actually went out, at. I actually made, I got five, uh, service calls of people trying to return the pills. Okay. Like they called my number cause they searched for whatever ketone 
and my side came up first and I answered the phone and, and they're trying to re return these keto pills. And then they start yelling at me because I ordered this $5 pill and you guys took $90 out of my account. Like they're actually taking money out of their account. Um, and I had to explain to them that it's a, I'm sorry, it's a fraud. And actually before you know it, one time I, for 45 minutes, started talking to her about the ketogenic diet. I'm like, you don't need my drink. You don't need any supplements. Just go to uh, Whole Foods or any grocery store. And I started walking her through the diet. I should actually see if I have that uh, recorded so I can actually post that, you know, for customer service reasons. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was a complete scam was never on Shark Tank. The photograph that they used, there's two women that were selling some other product. Even Mark Cuban put a post saying, hey, we try to get these guys, but it's like whack-a-mole. I even made a website called Shark Tank Keto Pill Scam.com that just lays out who do you call at the FTC? What do you do at your bank? Here you go on the Amazon reviews because there's 20 of them on Amazon. How does Amazon allow 20 misrepresentations of Shark Tank? And, and I lay out all the evidence so that maybe I'll even buy some keywords so you know people will know that it's a scam, a complete scam. So those, all those companies out there, even the legitimate ones that aren't scam, have all these before and after photos of people losing a bunch of weight. And I've always said, yeah, what they're advertising is the ketogenic diet plus the supplement makes you lose weight. And I've said, well, the ketogenic diet plus clapping your hands makes you lose weight. Like, it's not the supplement. Um, so I've encouraged people, you can do it on the food alone. They want a magic pill. They want that extra thing. Sure. So people have been using the esters and reporting that they love it, but we don't have any of the 300 pound person, you know, before photo and the genes afterward. I don't even think we would even post that because it would just be, you know, just not believable. Uh, but people are taking, you know, they're taking it twice a day between the before, uh, first thing in the morning and also between lunch and dinner. Some people reported that they actually like it more between lunch and dinner. And the theory there is if you take it in the morning, half of the drink actually might go to your body as a food source because you're hungry as opposed to going to your brain or, um, whereas between lunch and dinner, your stomach has, is empty, but has had enough food. So your body has, you know, it's not hungry. So more of it can actually go to where it needs to go. So some people actually prefer it you know, between lunch and dinner as their only time if they're going to take it once. Um, so yeah, so that's the, that's the lowdown on, on weight loss. If you use it thinking that this will be replacement of my cheat days because it technically makes my ketones down while I'm having cake, it just doesn't work that way. Like you're going to be kicked out of ketosis because your body's stopping burning fat. No matter if you drink this drink and artificially have, you know, uh, pinpricks. There are a couple of doctors that are and you know, ketogenic experts that are doing YouTube podcasts that don't quite understand the difference between the salts and the esters. And, and they say, oh, wh why would you buy something that you can make yourself? I'm like, yeah, your body also makes glucose, but you know, non-keto athletes suck on gel packs before their workout. It's, it's, the same, it's the same thing. So you can do it on diet alone. You know, hundreds and thousands of people that are successful on diet alone. But people like this either for the transition period or because that transition period that I talked about where the glucose goes down and the ketones haven't ramped up yet, if you take the, the ester, it can fill that void of that brain fog because you now have uh, you know, enough ketones. Another tip that Ryan Lowry uh, talked about was another way to make that process go faster, depleting the glucose, is go do some wind sprints. Like literally really fast wind sprints or get on the bike like really fast for 20 seconds. You can, you can quickly... 
uh, get rid of your glycogen reserves, which normally might take a couple days for you to burn off. But if you use them as a super fast fuel, let's get through this keto flu really fast and just you know burn them off, and then your ketones will have to uh, ramp up. Um, and when I first got into this three years ago, I was trying to do the keto giant, ketogenic diet and testing myself multiple times a day, barely could break 2.0. And then finally, one day I missed a couple of meals and I popped to 4.5. I'm like, oh, it's not about the percentage of fat. It's just about just not eating. And my numbers are the highest. And ultimately on a vegan diet, I was able to get up to 8.0 millimolars on diet alone, even eating some hummus because I've got less protein because everyone thinks like, oh, I'm eating meat. Uh, you know, 15% protein, but if your protein is actually lower, it can actually give you a little bit of leeway you know, on the carbs. So that's how I live. I've been keto, keto vegan for the last uh, three years. And, and that's incredible, right? I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm slowly drifting away from any sort of meat-based product, right? I just don't have a taste for it anymore. It's not like it's not an, an animal rights thing. It's just a, a taste thing. Like I feel better and lighter when I don't have a bunch of meat in my system. And are you supplementing with uh, vitamin D, B12, um, uh, selenium? Yes. Selenium. How much selenium do you take a day? I want to say 500 milligrams, but I could be wrong with that number. Yeah, I, got, I got to get that more into my daily routine. It's kind of a, an afterthought every, every few days, a, a selenium. Um, so yeah, got to make sure. Get those yeah, supplements that the vegans can't can't get in food. So, is there ever a down regulation or a lack of efficiency? Like, is there if I just take your if I take ketone aid for the next six months straight every day? Is there ever a down regulation inside the way that my body's using it, or is it just I'm good to go? No, I think you can use it for the long term, every single every single day. Some people they try to track whether their waking ketones were any different, whether it's stopping the body from doing endogenous production. But you know, if anything, the opposite. So no, it can be taken up to uh, two and a half full servings of this a day is what it's FDA grass approved for. So we're talking about recommending a fraction of that. 150 and, milliliters yeah, is, is, is max? Uh, 150 mLs, yeah, 150 mLs of this, which is 75 grams of active, is what the FDA says you can have on a daily basis, yeah. That's a big note. You probably had guys that have, or athletes that have done above and beyond that at some point, right? Like, so right, everybody right. wants but, to push the so limit. So the body, the body can naturally make 150 grams of beta hydroxybutyrate on a, in a day. So I mean, your body can make that in ketosis anyhow. Okay. But that's over a 24-hour period, and I'm not sure how deep of ketosis you're in. But that, that's the number that has been floating around. It's 150 grams of of the active. This is this is crazy to me. This is a whole. New, I don't say new frontier to me, right? But this is having access to your product and getting to spend time with you and understand the science behind it. Well, let, like, me, let me give you a heads up on the future. So there will be other ketone esters coming out. Okay. So the word ketone and ester means ketone can be one of three things. Uh, Beta-hydroxybutyrate, acetoacetate, or acetone. Um, so there is what is called the DOM ester. Dominic D'Agostino has a ketone ester. He oftentimes refers to it as ketone ester, so it can be very confusing but that is a different molecule completely. That is acetoacetate and racemic 1,3-butanediol. So we talked about 1,3-butanediol. We talked about racemic earlier in the salts. Well, you can also get the 1,3-butanediol racemic, so only half of it is bioavailable. Um, and acetoacetate is the much weaker 
ketone of the family of the three of them, beta-hydroxybutyrate turns into acetoacetate. And in that process, in the Krebs cycle, it creates ATP. So that's, that's the energy. So you can't skip that and just go straight to acetoacetate. And he's using that ester to do experiments on deep sea divers and, and some mice you know, with seizures with deep sea divers. And it, they've had success with that. That in no way means that our ketone ester is going to work for that because it's just completely different. And there was this one clinical trial on sports that people will cite saying, oh, look, ketone esters don't work. And what happened was they weren't able to get the ketone ester, the D-beta-hydroxybutyrate, D-1,3-butendial ester, or monoester, that's the, the long name of it. They weren't able to get that, so they got the DOM ester, and it impaired performance. And they say, oh, look, ketone esters don't work. Well, it was a different molecule. If you actually go into the paper, the blood ketone rise of BHB was 0.2. So, I mean, it's just they raise the blood ketones 0.2, and you're saying, oh, you know, the ketones don't work. Yeah, they didn't have any ketones, but technically it's called a ketone ester. So you can combine, you know, uh, ketone with different molecules. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be more things called ketone ester. What we put on the bottle to keep it a little bit simpler is the phrase D-beta-hydroxybutyrate ester. But technically the molecule is D-beta-hydroxybutyrate combined with D-1,3-butanediol. And in the future, there's going to be other things that they'll claim are ketone esters. And there's one company that already is claiming ketone ester, but you ask them, what molecule is it? And they won't reply. They'll delete all, all comments and all Amazon reviews on it. And then, you know, it's a super cheap powder that they claim is a ketone ester. It just, it just isn't. Well, was, it, I, it poisons I, the well for us. That would bring me to another question. Why is yours a liquid form? Is it not stable in a powder form? It doesn't powderize. It's, it's liquid, kind of like uh, MCT oil. You, I guess MCT oil, you can powderize it, but that's just going to, raise the cost, uh, add more fiber to it, which we don't necessarily want here. We want an empty stomach. So it'd be very difficult to powderize it. Yep. So it is the molecule in its natural state is uh, a liquid. Okay. And then the snake product that you had, is that going to be, is that ready to, can you, can you tip your hat at all about what's yeah, coming down the that. pipe for actually, you? The next one out is actually ketone water. Ketone water is just the, Keep it simple, stupid, just less ketones in it, the, the amount that people are drinking, but adding water to it. The drink is a little bit of a diuretic, so adding extra water to it is good. And that drink will have, to keep it thing simple, half ketone ester, half ketone salt. Okay. And because you actually, I've been telling people, you want to actually increase your salt intake because it is a diuretic and can kind of make you lose some salt. So combining it with the salt is fine. Just don't combine it with MCT oil. So if you have a non-racemic salt and ketone ester and you're scratching your head, go ahead, combine the two. Ours is less expensive on a gram per gram basis, but you need the salts and you already have it. You know, they work well together. Um, so that's ketone water. The ketone, um, the snake water is everything that I wish that I could put into a drink, but I'm, uh, all the, all the extra stacks that I would personally put in, like I talked about the, the, the niacin, caffeine or, or, uh, or tea cream or something like that, a whole bunch of stuff into the, that's going to be super fun. So that's, that's product number three. Product number two would be the, the ketone water, the grab and go 7-Eleven, easy to drink, um, much less. You can barely even taste that. It, the goal is for it to taste like a, uh, a restaurant cup of water with a squeeze of lemon in it. So like not even close to this cough medicine, make you cringe 
uh, drink, which it, people say that I over exaggerate with that. And they get, you know, after three or four days, they're getting used to it. And I even start getting reports saying that they actually like it. And I say, well, don't tell people that because then they'll expect, <laughs> they'll expect orange juice, but you know, they start liking it. And also when you feel the benefit, you kind of associate the benefit, your flavor, your mouth changes. If something is beneficial, you then don't attribute a negative taste to it. You, you know, get excited for what it's going to do. Uh, one thing it's helped with is uh, eyesight also, because I see you wearing the glasses. Mm-hmm. One of the guys on the Instagram, they were interviewing, uh, he was interviewing one of his clients about ketone esters. And they talked about how he was able to see like an extra mile down the road. And it was crazy. Like I could see these signs like an extra mile and it was crazy. Um, so people have reported just sharper, a larger depth of field is what I think it really is. Um, and I tried to go to an eye doctor and do a, a before and after, but my baseline before was my ketones were 1.6 on the diet alone. I was reading lines out of 1520. Anyhow, reading the line that you're not supposed to read. And then I took the ester and I jumped to like a 6.0 and went back. My vision actually got a little bit worse, honestly. So there's a certain point where my lens just wasn't focusing. It was just like a Nikon lens going back and forth. like So it was a little bit too high and I, I did not increase my vision, but my vision was already, you know, crazy good baseline. So I'm dying to have some people, someone one day will do some, you know, testing before and after, and someone's going to show, you know, their vision being better because we get multiple reports of that. Um, yeah. Frank, I, I love it. I love the product. I, granted, I'm a day in, right? I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, blow, blow smoke anywhere, but with the serving I have and what I'm now feeling compelled to order once we once we hop off here i'll report back after at least six consistent weeks of use right i mean i how i felt today and how i still feel right now right it's uh i'm a fool almost 12 hours after taking it i feel just as good as i felt this morning right i don't feel any anything different there's no i'll call it down regulation inside me right i'm still mentally sharp i'm still focused i'm still present yeah, this it. is just another, it's a fourth food group, just like someone would take more fat or they take more protein. They're just taking ketones. It's just another food source that you can just bring into your day. You can take it with food. I mentioned not with food. It's just that you have to take so much more that it's just not cost effective. But in theory, you could take it with meals to kind of limit your spike. But bang for the buck, you know, we haven't really gone down that path too much yet. So Frank, if somebody wanted to connect with you, Right. Where can, where can they find you? What's social media handle? What's your website? How do you want yeah. everybody you can to reach email out? me at, at frank at ketonaid.com, but you can just as easily, let's just, let's share the information. Instead of asking me a specific question, let's put it on, not the Facebook page, but the Facebook group, look for ketone ester uh, and ketonaid and you join the group, ask your question there. And first of all, other people are really experienced. They'll probably answer before I can get on there. But then we've had people go onto this group and literally spend like two hours reading every single post and every single biohack and comment. And they just like, they want to get really entrenched in it. So you can email me directly or post on there. Those are the two you know, best ways to get an answer. And I'll help, I or someone on the forum will help customize you know, the protocol for your need because it might not be immediately addressed you know, in the protocol. And you know, we get a kick out of helping people out. And hopefully people will spread the word and tell their friends about it. And one last way to use the drink is if you've been trying to get people on a ketogenic diet and they just, they won't go through the two week or they can't get through the keto flu and it's just too hard. Have them take 
a slightly larger amount one time on an empty stomach so that they see the light and then you can say, yeah, that's ketosis. Don't take the drink again. Just go do the damn diet. <laughs> and, and, you know, that can, it's a shortcut for that, you know, that two week period. It's not going to put you in ketosis long-term. Just let your brain light up and, and feel what other people are already talking about, you know, after you know, two weeks of this crazy, you know, high fat diet. Yes. Frank, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all the knowledge. Thank you for the product, right? I mean, it's it's truly incredible. I could not be more appreciative to spend some time with you today. Well, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely.